You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Things have gone awry here on week one of the NFL DFS season. I am a bit flummoxed. There is a ton of news to process, a ton of injuries to process. So let's get going on this Saturday update, core four, and Sunday night showdown plays. So some of the biggest news is obviously that Kenny Galladay, Mike Evans, Miles Sanders, not playing. What does that mean? It means that, I mean, Marvin Jones is in play, obviously. Um, I think TJ Hawkinson gets a little bit of a bump. I would consider him maybe for cash as well. Obviously, Galladay uh, being out is, you know, something that I was heavy on Detroit stacks in in GPPs. Probably going to pull back a little bit on those. Um you know, with Mike Evans being out, it's tough. I've seen speculation from beat reporters that Godwin will remain in the slot and then either Justin Watson or Scotty Miller will just kick outside and just be Mike Evans. Um, probably just, you know, kind of get thrown to the wolves on Lattimore. I can see that, but I could also see, you know, if it's Scotty Miller, I could see him. He, he's kind of more of like a shifty um, slot receiver type. I'm sure they can play him on the outside. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Godwin out there too and Miller on the inside as well. So that one, that's like a little bit of an unknown. Um, As far as Miles Sanders being out though, Boston Scott is pretty much, you know, set for my cash lineup. I think it even sets up well for the way the Eagles are going to have to play, right? So we mentioned that the, um, the Washington football team has an unbelievable pass rush. The Eagles line is struggling. I like Washington plus five or plus six or whatever you can get them at on the, uh, in terms of a betting, betting a a line. So, you know, what I think is going to happen is I think Wentz is going to have a lot of short passes, um, to keep the rushers from Washington at bay. So I think, you know, Ertz catches a lot of short to intermediate passes. I think Boston Scott does as well. Um, it worries me a little bit about Deshaun Jackson. Is Wentz going to have time to, you know, rip three, four, five balls downfield for Deshaun? Uh, from there. So here's the thing about this week. And that was pretty much, those are pretty much the only updates um, in terms of injuries and things like that. But as I played around more with my cash lineup, I did start to like the way Josh Jacobs fit. You know, obviously I'm going to have to get off Miles Sanders. So I'm coming down from a 6,300 Miles Sanders to a 4,800 Boston Scott. And that, you know, that gives you some some room to play with. And it had me thinking, you know, is a 10K Christian McCaffrey too much? Um, Usually that's blasphemy for me. I just usually slot McCaffrey in when he's on the main slate because he's, you know, like pretty much a guaranteed 25 DraftKings points. However, when I started to work the lineups around a little bit, you know, uh, if you can get Jacobs 
in Kamara and Boston Scott in there, it allows you to pay up for a Devontae Adams or a Chris Godwin. Now, I mean, this is like, this week is just completely off the rails because you know me, I don't usually pay up for a receiver whatsoever. However, um, you know, Devontae Adams, I feel like is too, way too cheap this week. And, you know, now that Mike Evans isn't in, you know, you, we could see Chris Godwin get 12, 14 targets. So, you know, it is just, it's very, I haven't really nailed down exactly the way I'm going to go this week. I do have my core four, the four players that I will almost 100% assuredly put in my lineup. I can't guarantee anything because obviously I'm tinkering all morning and who knows how it ends up. Um, but my core four for this week will be Cam Newton, Boston Scott, Alvin Kamara, and Terry McLaurin. So from there, you know, I'm I'm in the air between rostering Jacobs or McCaffrey, right? So if I get Jacobs in there instead of McCaffrey, I could I could come up to Devontae Adams or I could come up to, you know, maybe another, um, uh, you know, move up a little bit in salary at tight end, you know, potentially think about getting Zach Ertz in the lineup or, you know, George, I really think George Kittle's going to have a great day, but, you know, just 7K for a tight end is is really pushing it. Um, so, you know, that's the way it's pretty much going to shake out for me. Um, I still, uh, you know, it's going to come down to which, which 5K receivers I like as well. You know, we have um, Jamison Crowder, uh, he's going to be very low owned. I am much higher on Jamison Crowder than I think anybody on the planet. Um, I can't believe that he doesn't have the buzz that he should. You know, I think Darnold is going to be peppering him with targets in, you know, garbage time. And he's he basically lights up the bills because they just allow him to get these five to eight yard catches. Um, and they just try to, you know, limit everything else. If I'm wrong there, maybe Chris Herndon is the beneficiary of those short targets. Um, but then you have guys that we've already talked about, like, you know, Deshaun Jackson's 4,900. Um, even Marquise Brown, like, he's not really on my radar, but uh, I could see him being in cash lineups. One catch, he could he could almost, you know, assuredly hit value. Uh, then you have Marvin Jones, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf. There are a ton of guys in that range, that 5 to 6K range, that we can potentially roster. Um, the thing that there isn't is re- receivers under 5K. Um, I mean, I'm, I'll count Deshaun Jackson as a 5K receiver because he's 4'9", but usually there's a guy or two that I want to roster at like 45 or 43 or something like that that opens everything up, but it, there really isn't. Um, Antonio Gibson... I'm still having mixed feelings about as well. So, um, so that's it. The the core four is Cam. It's Kamara. After Kamara's extension, um, and them saying like that the whole back thing wasn't that big of a deal, I think he's just gonna go out and and smash this week, um, with that that money in his pockets. Uh, Boston Scott, because I think he's gonna get pepper with targets, and Terry McLaurin, and then from there, um, God knows what. I will end up doing, I'm, I'm sure that I will change my lineup. I've never really even seen a week like this in DFS where so many things that I thought and, and had lineup set and was going to do 
on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday completely changed on Friday and Saturday. Um, so it is definitely going to be a weird week. It may be a week to run two cash lineups, you know, um, just try not to lose your shirt this week and, and get a feel for how teams are are playing. That is definitely a possibility. Okay, the Sunday night showdown is a matchup between the Cowboys who are visiting the Rams in their brand new beautiful SoFi Stadium, 5 mil, uh, no fans. You know, I'm surprised they're not making us watch it on pay-per-view to make up for building the stadium. But so everybody, you know, there's a lot of star players um, and a lot of priced up players in this matchup, right? You have Zeke, you have Dak, you have Jared Goff, you have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper. All these guys are really expensive. So what I think is going to happen is I, I, I think we, we might see a somewhat inexpensive captain on DraftKings. And I'm not talking about like a 4K cheapie, but someone in that mid-range like Robert Woods or like Michael Gallup may end up being the captain just because it allows you to fit an extra high floor player in there. But my favorite captain is actually Zeke. There's been tons of speculation that he's going to get more passing work, that he's been working on catching balls all offseason. You know, when they asked uh, Mike McCarthy about it, he kind of said he doesn't want to talk about um, how the running back splits are going to be. And to me, that that that's him saying he doesn't want to have Tony Pollard here that he's probably not going to get in the game. Um, so I think Zeke is my favorite captain in like a Dallas blowout type situation. If you think it's going to be a slugfest, you want a receiver in there because they could still rack up receptions even if there isn't a ton of touchdowns. So, you know, a slugfest type game, you kind of want like a Robert Woods, Michael Gallup type. Um, and to be honest, I, you know, the I think it's going to come down to pre- predicting the correct tight end that goes off because there's four of them. Um, more so Blake Jarwin and, and Tyler Higby. But I think Gerald Everett is still lurking there. You know, I've read a lot of articles where I think um, you know, Beats are saying that they were running a ton of 12 in, in practice, meaning two tight ends on the field. And Gerald Everett's really cheap. And Dalton Schultz uh, is playing a ton of hybrid fullback tight end type stuff. And he's $200. 200 So, you know, you could have some serious studs in your lineup and then have Dalton Schultz for 200 And all he needs to do is literally catch one pass for a touchdown. So that's basically the way. I think Sunday night shakes out. Obviously, you know, all the same rules apply. You know, choose a game script, pick a captain that benefits in that game script, and then correlate the other five flex plays around that captain, or at least four of them, because oftentimes there is one, you know, weirdo flex spot that doesn't really make sense, like, you know, the the Cowboys' defense is in there, even though you have four Rams or whatever, but you know, that, that kind of stuff can happen. It can make your lineup unique. Um, but just make sure your, your lineups make sense. And good luck in your Sunday NFL DFS contest. I will be back on Monday with a review and a breakdown of the Monday night showdown contests.